1: Let's get to our guest. Ellen Hazen is with us. Ellen is the chief market strategist at FL Putnam Investment Management. She joins from Wellesley, Massachusetts. Always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us, uh, Ellen. Have markets underestimated the resolve on the part of the Fed to really get the inflation genie back in the bottle?
0: There's no question that the Fed has been clear that they are trying to make sure that not only they're raising rates, but that they're communicating effectively. And I think one of the presidents was out in the last couple of days saying that the communication was even more important than the actual level of rates. And so I think they have a, a very visibly coordinated strategy for going out and making sure that the message gets across. And I do think the market is paying attention.
1: You know, the head of the New York Fed, John Williams, today kind of dampened spirits. Um, He said the Fed should avoid incorporating financial stability risk into considering rate hikes. That seems, to my mind, a little risky.
0: I think that it's hard enough to balance uh, the price stability and full employment. And when you add in that third element to the mix, the financial stability, it becomes a very, very tricky balancing act indeed. And you have all the economic actors out there trying to second-guess the Fed, trying to understand how the Fed is going to respond to different environments. And it's very hard to keep the communication straightforward, which is what they're trying to do, if they are then also implying that they're going to manage to three variables instead of two. And so I think it does make sense uh, for them to not talk about the financial stability angle. Ultimately, though, at the end of the day, if there's a financial stability problem, I would expect the Fed would come in, as it has every other time. There's been a financial stability problem. But I think this is really them trying to make sure that the communications are more clear.
1: So we reached new extremes in the inversion of the yield curve today. I think it's fair to say that the risk of uh, a hard landing has increased. Maybe we're looking at uh, a recession hands down at this point. I mean, we may already be there. I don't know. I'm I'm wondering uh, whether or not you're concerned about the possibility of much, much weaker economic growth.
0: We are certainly. Uh, So as everyone knows, the Fed started raising rates in March, and it takes about three quarters for that to flow through to the real economy. So even the very first 25 basis point increase is only really beginning to be felt in a meaningful way now. And of course, you have the other 350 basis points that they added on top of that uh, that are still cumulatively still to impact the market. So Uh, On the one hand, you have a number of indicators suggesting weak economic growth. First of all, the yield curve, as you point out, but also leading economic indicators are are quite poor at the moment here in the U.S. And then, of course, the labor market remains very strong. And so the question is, are we going to see wider scale layoffs? And is that going to drive a, a weaker economic outlook? But I will say that right now, the Atlanta GDP now forecast for Q4 is at 4%. So if we're starting a recession, at least according to the Atlanta Fed, it doesn't appear to be this quarter.
1: So we're getting close to the holidays in the States. Uh, Before we pivot to um, markets offshore, I want to get your perspective on the American consumer. I mean, Target today warned that shoppers are essentially pulling back. But yesterday, the numbers from Walmart maybe told us a a slightly different story. Uh, Where is the American consumer right now overall?
0: That's a really good question, and the data, as you point out, are conflicting right now. So Walmart saw very strong uh, comp sales; Both traffic and ticket were strong, and you also saw strong numbers out of both Home Depot and Lowe's over the last couple days, and you saw great numbers out of TJX. On the other hand, Target was uh, pretty bad, although I will say, their top line was actually better than expected. It was all in the markdowns they had to take, and therefore their operating margin was half of what the street had been looking for. So it seems as though consumers are very keen to buy things on promotion. They want sales. They want bargains. They don't want to pay full price. And if, as a retailer, you are positioned for that, as TJX often is, as Walmart often is, then you're going to do better. Uh, but Target has a bit of a higher price point, a bit of a higher end consumer. And they uh, found that they needed to take many more markdowns than they had expected to do. But as you point out, the retail sales number that came out was was fairly strong as well. So I think what this means is that the consumer is beginning to dip into those pandemic savings. And this is probably just the first shot across the bow.
1: So we're coming to the end of the year, and I'm sure uh, the staff over at FL Putnam is beginning to look at 2023 and put on certain strategies. Maybe they haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I'm sure that the thinking caps are on at this point. Look out into the new year and begin to give me a sense of of what you're thinking about and how you're sketching out a, a plan.
0: Well, certainly it looks right now as though earnings estimates are still too high for next year, particularly in consumer discretionary, where earnings estimates are something like 20% for next year. Now that's down from where they were a few months ago. So the analysts are beginning to pencil this in, but but they're still pretty high. On the other hand, though, there are some areas of the market that are fairly expensive that might grow a little bit um, or at least pay you a nice dividend. So there are a number of areas within healthcare where you can get two, two and a half, three, three and a half percent yields, and you're paying high single, low double digits. Uh, and, the, and then the banks. Banks are looking for uh, ten to twelve percent earnings growth for the most part for next year, and they're trading at low double-digit earnings multiples, and also paying dividends. And increasingly, a number of them are going to be allowed to restart their share repurchases in the new year. So we think that that can help financials too.
1: So you seem to be indicating that you, at this point, are continuing to be U.S.-centric. Are you interested in any opportunities offshore right now?
0: Well, certainly the dollar action over the last couple days makes us look again. Um, But every time we sharpen the pencil and try to make a case for buying assets, particularly in Europe, we just can't make the math work. Um, On the other hand, uh, a company like TSMC still looks pretty interesting. Estimates there keep going up. And the stock is getting cheaper and cheaper every day. So I do think you can find individual names outside the U.S. But the strong dollar, even after the last couple days, we think is likely to continue for a while going forward. And so we don't see a lot of opportunity.
1: Speaking of currency, let's talk a little bit about cryptocurrency. I'm just curious to get your take on what we have seen, this meltdown that has kind of sent shockwaves through the entire crypto space. How do you think this has impacted market psychology, generally speaking?
0: Uh, When bubbles burst. Uh, there is always a lot of collateral damage. I think it's very early to draw conclusions about FTX, given that there's still a lot of information that needs to come out. But based on the preliminary reports, it does look like a classic run on the bank caused by speculating within with your own currency, um, which is one of the things that you learn not to do very early on in the finance world. So it does look like sort of a a basic mistake, but again, that's a a preliminary assessment based on on what we've seen. I do think, though, that as real interest rates rise – right? The Fed is raising rates. That's going to cause increased volatility across all asset classes, including crypto.
1: Ellen, it's always a pleasure to uh, spend time with you and to get your perspective. Ellen Hazen, our guest. She is the Chief Market Strategist at FL Putnam Investment Management, joining us here on Daybreak Asia.
0: From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like,